Hello and welcome to another edition of Bertie and Paul. I am joined by the glorious Dan Devaney. Evening everyone. And the, the greatest radio man in the world, Mikey Dahl. Hello. <laughs> it's the mysterious Mikey Dahl today. Lots of... Uh, I'll just don't give too much away. Thank you all the people for listening. We got quite a lot of listeners last week. It was making me a bit sort of a bit worried, but yeah, there's a lot of people listening to us. I forgot to thank people, so this is our third. What, what, what numbers are we talking? Five, ten? Talk, talking, yeah, for, I think fractions, Mike. <laughs> fractions. A half? <laughs> well, we all know that Betty listened to it because Betty, Dan Betty was bringing up some stuff while, while the game was on the weekend. He was sure. Shooting- it is Betty's podcast. Hey, so he was throwing some stones, but I had to go and get my windows changed. My young Betty's having a bit of, a bit of cheek. And I'm like, well, Betty, you know where the, the forum is to answer it. Yeah, he was throwing a few stones, wasn't he? Mikey, that, wasn't he? Well, certainly was saying, Bertie, I'm not, you can I'm, have a right to reply anytime you want, sir. I'm not in this WhatsApp group. Please, please divulge. Well, basically, he was saying that because Jota scored that great goal, he's like, yeah, but... Yeah, Paul was criticising his other goal, wasn't he? Wasn't he? he was saying it was rubbish. I was like, well, I didn't say that. I said that Jot was going to have the best season. We'll get him one season. But apart from that, I just said the goal was just a bit too much individual, too many touches, wouldn't get away with it in Europe. But Ben, it was straight on me, wasn't he, Mikey? Straight on me. Well, I thought he was straight on you for something different. Like you, and I don't, someone appears to have suggested that. Georgios Giacomakis should start in front of Kyogo which seemed to ruffle Betty's feathers a tad I don't uh, know who actually said that was it you Paul or was it Mark Henry I said I said that we need to get a team structured in a way that we play our, be- our best players and for me Gigi is one our best player one of our best players that's what I said I never said drop drop Kyogo I wouldn't say that I could listen back, but I don't, I don't think I'd say it. Hey, yeah. Barry, you need to come on next week then and answer these questions and put us to bed. I know, like, I know there'd been some like articles written suggest, or some other podcasts kind of suggesting that, but I wasn't aware of anyone in this parish that was um, espousing those views. But I, can, I stand to be corrected because, I mean, I, I might have said it. I don't believe it, but... You know, I, ah. I'm, I'm just up. To, I'm just on here trying up the listener figures. You know, for Blackbait. <laughs> <laughs> from say, a fraction, from a half to three quarters. Say, say, say something controversial, Mikey. Say something controversial. Well, uh, yeah, I didn't even think that was particularly controversial. <laughs> Quite lazy. I would say you could have a horses for courses approach, and you might, you could make an argument for Jack and Marcus starting certain games especially when we're up and running with two, three games a week. But, um, yeah, I think Furuhashi would always be in your first 11, for sure. I like Jackie Mackies, I think, seeing we come into Europe as well, is is going to be a fantastic option for when you know fine well we're going to be lumping balls into the box and we're not going to be able to play it through a decent team's defence. Yeah. Because, um, obviously, Kyogo, although he is good in there, does he give you the option that Jackie Mackies does? But, I definitely didn't say it wasn't me to say that anyway I'll put my hand in there like, definitely wasn't me but anyway I think we should get um, that guy um, Bertie on the Bertie and Paul podcast it kind of makes sense do you know I think yeah. 
Well, you would think so. You would think so, but he's throwing stones. Come on, Betty, get your finger out your ass. He did well in his stand degrees, but he's uh, Noah got five A's and two C's in his stand grades, so that was basically all Betty's work. So we've got to give him a bit of plaudits <laughs> for that. I thought you meant Betty did well in his stand degrees. I've read it. I've call bullshit. <laughs> Betty did <laughs> well. <laughs> I'll leave that. I'll leave that one up to. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations, Noah. Well done, Noah. Bert and your old dad. And uh, yeah, so let's okay. I'll start the rant first of all before we talk about the game. Kilmarnock Football Club is a disgrace. Ross County is a disgrace. That uh, not not watering an Astro tough pitch. We Celtic should come down on shouldn't shouldn't even played the game. They're an absolute farce of a football team. There's my there's my start. All this we've got to play the the conditions we've got. That club not putting water on that pitch is an absolutely disgrace. End of story. Like I'm listening to Celtic podcasts and the radio and they're like, oh, there's not water though. You've got to deal with it. It's, they've got to get things to their advantage. Nothing. That is absolutely rubbish. They're allowed to play with that pitch, so they better have that pitch in the best condition if possible. And that is a disgrace that we had to play in that. Now, if I was possibly Cockle, I'd have walked out. I'd be like, enough of this. It's an absolute disgrace that Celtic play all this money for football players and we've got to go and play in that pitch. Did anybody watch the the Celtic cam? Did you watch the Celtic cam goals? No. So that, no, the Celtic cam. Oh, the unique angle? The unique angle. The ball, yes, sorry, I did. Did you see how badly the ball was skipping? Like, that's, that, it's just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous that they're allowed to do that. It's just, it, and still get beat five nothing, and also, just as a lovely little side, they bought a tw- they got a twenty year old uh, defender on loan from Reading who looked pretty good. His ligaments popped, so who who's on that? Is that on Celtic or is that on the fact that he's running on a pitch that's not been watered? It's just it's ridiculous. It, it's a, a, I couldn't agree more, Paul. And in the week where there was all this chat about renegotiating the Sky deal and you know I think we're all obviously fans of Scottish football you know we watch it but you you need I mean you'll watch that game on Sunday and you think well, no wonder people off make ridiculously low offers for the game because you, you don't help it you know we're, we're almost like people on the radio were almost relishing in that oh yeah you shouldn't water the pitch that's a great leveller but no it's not it just makes Scottish football look tin pot because that pitch was just not conducive to good football at all. And that was, you know, they were on the Sky Sports main event channel, whatever. You know, the, like, you're supposed to be marketing yourselves. That pitch should not be allowed. How, many, how many times did you see the boys slipping, man? Lost count. But the thing was, they got what they deserved. Because, like you say, Paul, they lost a boy injury. They nearly lost another couple of goals through... You know, their back passes that took ages to get to... You know, we were so quick that we were getting onto so many of their back passes it was bobbling before their goalkeeper. They made themselves look, you know, stupid as a team and a club. Don't even get me started in their training top. <laughs> <laughs> Hamilton, Tarmac. Um, but, um, aye, what I did is great. Uh, just tin pot, tin pot attitude. And, you know, someone like Derek McInnes who likes to you know, like put himself forward as, you know, a talking head and someone that loves to always be on, you know, 
gassing about Scottish football. He should be, he should be ashamed of himself. Kyle Lafferty throwing his usual elbows up front, trying to kill Taylor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, we'll go into the football in a minute because Kyle Lafferty should not be playing football at Scottish football at that level. End of story. End of story. I mean, honestly, I met him at an airport last year. He's just a wee boy. Kyle Lafferty is just, he offers nothing, nothing to the sport. He's not the full shilling, I don't think. He's just not, not the brightest. But, 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 so let's get back to the pitch Bundesliga I was looking up the Astro Tough rules today I get I'm so annoyed about it so Bundesliga you've got to play that you've got to play with a proper pitch there's all these irrigation rules there's all these rules in to the football associations with making sure you've got undersoil heat and all that sort of stuff because that's the expense of a professional football club right Morton all these clubs, Air United, all these clubs down there have got good pitches in the, the, the first division of Scotland. And this team come out, come up, and Livingston as well. And the fact that they don't even try and make it as best as it can be possible is absolutely a joke. Why are they allowed to do that, though? What, what is their excuse for having it? There's no rule. There's no rule. There's no rule. There's no rule. Aye, there's no rule, but the reason they were had it was because of revenue. They could rent it out and make more revenue off it. That's why Aki's done it. Surely we're past that point now. Surely we've, there's enough. If we can afford to put VAR in, surely they do not need the revenue from hiring that out to like locals to play a living aside on it. Surely <laughs> that is not... Or divide it into four pitches and let, let four, you know what I mean, four different... Seven aside games or something that that cannot make a difference to the bottom line. Well, so somebody was saying is that weekend at Kelly's getting rid of the Astro pitch. They're bringing a grass pitch back next year. I don't know if that's a hundred percent confirmed or not. <laughs> and they'd said the reason why is because the cost of upkeeping the Astro pitch is too high now. Well, you see the the other thing about Astro grass is it's about twenty percent hotter as well. Like you know, like it retains heat basically. Mm-hmm. So actually on a day like that, and I know that is not the norm in Scotland, but you know, maybe it will be with climate change or whatever. It's you know, it's even more energy sapping, so you know, it, there's just no advantage. They they're not getting an advantage. They're not they can't like you financially it can't be a good thing. It's just crazy. Completely crazy. But it's this it's this innate smartness smugness like we're not Alex Ferguson in the, the 80s like do you know what I mean like McInnes is he, he up. McInnes is on like complaining about Elgin's pitch when he was Aberdeen manager he's complaining about this and that like this isn't we aren't we, we aren't like a Sabutio league like the pitch has to be as good as it possibly can for our multi-million pound players to play on that boy from Reading has came all the way up. He's talking about the boy in Reading. He's like, oh, he's a great... The Reading fan group are watching him because they've actually got an injury crisis just now. Jarzelli's name is, whatever. McInnes is raving about him. His ligament has popped. He's 20 years old, right? Popped. I mean, that's a really serious injury. And can you imagine if... If Greg Taylor's leg popped or something like that, just like, or knee popped, you're just like, what? Just because some bright spark thinks we'll get a better chance of getting the game played, 
winning the game if we water the if we don't water the pitch. I mean, honestly, I actually can't. I, I just can't believe. I couldn't believe it. See when it came through in the text, Dan. It came through in the the Putney Pier text. I was walking, running back up the road to watch the game, and I couldn't believe it. And then I couldn't believe all the pundits were like, "Oh, that may be a leveller." I'm like, "No, no, this is just not right. Not right." Be sure that the pundits have been saying for years, Celtic Rangers have been saying for years, everybody's been saying for years, it just creates injuries to their players. You know what I mean? It's been getting said for years and years and years, but nothing's ever changed. And nothing's ever changed because of the Scottish um, the SPL. Do you know what I mean? They've Doncaster don't, don't in this crowd, they'll never change it. You know what I mean? But at least water it. Make it the best Aye, it can that's, be. that's the minimum. That's the minimum. But yeah. it's, it's be even watered or not, it's always caused all these injuries and it's made it harder for other teams and yada 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 sick hearing about it at this stage to be to be honest with you you know what I mean I don't see why they just can't have a grass pitch it can't be that much to upkeep it right it might not be the best grass pitch in freaking the league but a grass pitch isn't that hard to maintain there's a decent one outside my house <laughs> you know what I mean that's a public park I, I just so, can't I can't lads. I just can't go up anyway that's my that was my no I, the other thing the TV like you could, the TV contract could stipulate we're not showing any live games on the plastic pitches, so that like you get you'll actually lose revenue for having a plastic pitch. There's definitely stuff they can do about the it. VAR, the VAR, you just turn and say, we, we're, play, we're doing VAR this year. Wherever we start the VAR up, and whoever doesn't have a proper pitch, we're not doing it their ground. Yeah. Because the but, VAR, that's, but, that's, but that's my point, Mikey. You're saying there's things you can do. Of course, there's things you can do, and there's things they could have done years ago, and they, they just never bothered their ass. Yeah. So maybe, maybe it's us that find it annoying, and the 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 teams don't. I mean, I, I'm staggered that like Postecoglou and Van Bronckhorst and that like w- wouldn't be saying a, you know, they the powers that be at, at Celtic and, and Rangers like. This is ridiculous. We're elite clubs and we're risking injuries going to these places. Sort it out, you know. But how many times have you heard Celtic managers saying it during the years? So many. I mean, it's the first time I like Postecoglou actually kind of said it on Sunday. It's the first time I think I've heard them look, look, kind of like, it is what it is. I've heard them saying, like, we'll rest players for the plastic pitch. But it's the first time I think I can remember someone actually saying, like, it affects the quality of the game and the way we play football. Which maybe it's all very obvious, and that's the rest. Other managers have implied it, but I just thought that was so bad, and like to watch as well. Like it just, it just made the game. Like I know we scored some good goals, and we want to talk about it, but just as a spectacle, it, it didn't feel like a real game of football because of it. And that, just pan a pan a red ash pitch instead. Fuck it. Very Okay, we'll go, we'll go on. To, we'll go. <laughs> Like when I watched that, just my last comment. When I watched that uh, reverse ca- camera, the unique angle, the ball moves so- smoother on the pits in Hamilton. When I played in the pits in Hamilton, the ball used to move smooth. I'm watching that ball moving. I think it's one of the crosses, at least to the, one of the goals. Uh, you're actually seeing the ball skip up in the air. So when he hits the cross, he's hitting it kind of perfect because it's skipped up for him. But it could have, because apparently the reason why you water it is to get the fibres to stay up. So basically, in hockey, you have to have water pitches. And then what it does is it keeps the fibres, especially in heated, like in the Olympic Games and stuff like that, because it keeps the fibres higher and it gets you, you can put the blade underneath the, 
um, hockey ball. It's the exact same as football. So basically, for us to lift the ball, you need it to skip up. How ridiculous is that? That's totally ridiculous. The last thing is, I was like, why does Celtic not just turn around and just water the pitch anyway? Just bring a big container down with us. Just start firing water. What's the, you know what I mean? Remember Mullable wouldn't let us practice in the goals, remember that day? Just clowns. Anyway, do you so, not think, just one last thing, I saw Turnbull coming off the bench, like he'd been subbed and he got up to walk off, off the subs bench and he could hardly move and I was like, bet she takes at least a day longer to recover from that if you're an elite footballer, you know, because it must be so much heavier on like your legs and stuff like that, just, and that's for both teams, not just us. Shocking. Anyway, possibly. Yeah. So we start the game and it's just glorious, isn't it? Like, like if Greg Taylor was Paul McStay, you would just be like, Greg Taylor. But that, that football we played in the first 20, 25 minutes. I mean, geez, oh. Like, ah, Taylor. Taylor's been excellent again. Like, can he take that away for the guy? He's been really good. Involved in everything. Ball not down the wing. He's everywhere, isn't he? Absolutely everywhere. Yeah. Atletico Madrid won Juranovic for how well he's playing in that role. Do you know what I mean? He's just got it to an absolute T. But that, those passes he's making, it's not... Because, you know... I, I know the, the complaints of the complaints I've heard about Taylor. He can't go past a man. He, can't, he just he doesn't know how to beat a man. And, you know, we, we just lose the, the impetus. Kieran Taylor, he'd just go for the byline and... Actually, Greg Taylor's shown how adaptable he is in that system, where you know you come you come into the, the midfield, and you know if you're able to play passes like he did to Maeda for that first goal, that's like having an, that is like having an extra midfielder that yeah, an extra Paul McStay in there. It's just, just nah, he's, he's that he's that good he's that good at the give and go as well. He doesn't need to buy a man. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like no, just, okay, so okay, Darren says got to calm down, but. He goes, he turns and he turns again, he moves him out and then he moves him in and then he hits away at the pass perfect. I mean, that's that's top class midfield football. Sliding roll ball in the made. I mean, that just doesn't need to do anything. Touch goal. Kyogo touch goal. So, but it all comes from the vision of Taylor being able to drag the, the midfielder one way, drag him, make a bit of space, turn, pass. It's lovely. Like it's again, maybe again we've got this inherent bias against Scottish football players, or but like just just for what it was on that day, and it it, it, it won the game for us. It won the game for us because then we were like, you go Derek, you can have your water pitch, your non-water pitch, your Kelly pies, you can have your suit on, you can have your fake tan on, mate. But we're gonna roast you today, and that's what we did. It all comes from. Kyogo be able to be released quickly. Maeda as well was brilliant the weekend. You actually watch it back. Maeda's all over everything that happens in the game. It's all about Maeda. Even though you maybe not notice it while you're watching it. When you watch it back, he's there every time, you know what I mean? So, I just, I loved the first goal, loved it. Celtic scored goals like all the time, I'd just be well happy. Would you think at the start, Dan, were you? Yeah, impressed. The, 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 um, the, just from the outset again they were they were on it you know what I mean again like saying about Ross County that last week as well they weren't really doing much against us it was the same with Kilmarnock you know what I mean we just we were on the ball straight away 
Uh, we were on our toes. As you say, the passing was superb. It was great to watch. And um, you could see uh, there was a beating coming. It should have been a lot more than four. Um, I don't think there was any really bad performances, to be honest with you. You know, Jens was half decent again. Um, I thought Turnbull was really good. And, um, yeah, as I said, Maida was brilliant as well. So, another thing as well is we've got this new defender that's kind of, like, my United are playing a five-foot-eight defender and their their team, and suddenly we've got this new guy. Maurice, it just seems to... Like, I was watching him thinking, yes, it's magic. It's the sort of play you want in your team, you know what I mean? Nah, so we were saying last week, he made a stupid mistake, you know, he just wasn't switched on for the goal of that, but then he played well also, uh, and he done well again, and then I thought Starfield done well when he came on for him. Um, getting his goal, obviously, helped, but... It's great to have the options, isn't it? Dan, actually, it was... It was five nothing at the weekend, Dan. Don't want just just in case. <laughs> it was five nothing, Dan. Got to do a wee bit of homework before you come on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what we've got is a situation now that that we're up and running, and although the fact is that Gigi came on and scored his goal over a kick, we've got a, a brand new defender. On loan, going to buy him, obviously. He's scoring a goal as well. Starfelt scoring a goal. Like the crowd, everybody's. I mean, you might. Betty might think that Starfelt's got a mistake in him. Probably has, right? He might have two mistakes on him, but we're not going to get top class defenders every time. But geez, oh, he's loved, isn't he? He's a big part of the team. You can see that in the celebrations. Definitely. I don't run over the corner room, isn't he? Jota was sh- shouting him to the corner. Like, that's what you want. You want team morale. You want players playing for each other. And then, that's, I mean, the Jota goal, okay, I might have not been that respectful of his last goal, but the Jota goal is absolutely sensational. It's nah, FIFA. Top has to save that, does he not? Okay, Mikey, on you go, on you go. No, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> no, no, Mikey, if Bertie's burning me, if Bertie's burning me no, for no, the last no. comment... On you go, Mikey, don't you it's step a, up. It's a great hit and it's a great shot, but the keeper's got to do better. I'm, like, I'm disappointed if Joe Hart lets, lets a shot like that in when he gets a full hand to it. I don't know, sorry if I'm... Be- I mean, it's a great goal and I was just... And when I, when I first saw it, I was absolutely blown away by it because I thought it had been right in the, in the top corner. But the keeper... The keeper gets a good hand to it and doesn't. I don't know. But Does listen, we need Paul McCulgan on to settle this one. The the goalie, the holy goalie. I just put it this way: I'd be disappointed if Celtic can. As good a shot as that was, I'd be disappointed if if we conceded that. Sorry, that's fair enough. But no, did the was the keeper beating all ends up? Needs no chance. No. I mean, listen. It's a, it's a, it's a moot point because it's still a good hit, and we won five 0 Didn't matter in the end. I just thought that one, he should have done. Their keeper should have done better. I think. I mean, it's. I think it's the surprise element, but is it not Mikey? I mean, he's he's miles out, and he just he just hits one. That that goal he's not seen. He's not seen goals like that for. I mean, his life. <laughs> I mean. 
seen no. a shot like that his entire life. He's, he's, he's looking about his defenders, seeing what's going on, probably complaining about the water pitch himself. He's probably roasting and then Jot hits one from 400 yards. <laughs> I mean, he's just like, I don't want any part of this mess. I don't know, maybe, maybe my view of him was compounded by the way he basically looked like he'd been shot after uh, Jack and Marcus nutmegged him. I don't know if you saw him after that. He just kind of like collapsed. <laughs> nutmegged for an overhead kick. Yeah. <laughs> Very theatrically. So I don't know if I was then like, no, he should have saved that earlier one then if he collapsed like that. But, um, Getting nutmegged from an overhead kick is pretty embarrassing, but isn't it? It is. Twice, no, no, I didn't get nothing the the first time. But getting done by two overhead kicks in the one game. Like if John uh, John McGorry used to like an overhead kick, especially like if some good looking girls were, or he just girls were walking past John would throw up an overhead kick just for a laugh. And if I was in goals and I went through my legs, I just I just be home. I built that right. It's my bedtime. <laughs> I just know what I mean. I'm off. Uh, yeah, if I if I tried an overhead kick, I'd be. Back operation number three, I think. But anyway, <laughs> I'd say Jen's was raging. He's, he's so happy, and everybody's celebrating. Him. You could see the the, the light in everybody's face. He'd scored a overhead kick there, um, and then obviously the big man just totally over the um, over does him. You know what I mean? By ten, even better overhead kick and that makes the keeper. <laughs> Shane's just like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> you want, no, you want them to be pushing each other on even higher heights. Higher overhead kicks. Yeah. Jen's <laughs> is probably sitting on the bench going, see that, did you see that? And then Jack Max is there going, watch this then, mate. Off the bench, bang, goal. <laughs> hey, hey, he looked sorry, he looked as if like he was ready to rumble, didn't he? Jack Max is after it. He just ah, was, like, he was Anybody, anybody want a piece of me? Well, I mean, honestly, if I'd scored a goal, I'd about to keep on coming back to my house. You're going to clean my car, hoover my house for me. <laughs> I mean, you're a joker goalkeeper. He just looks so hungry every time he comes on, Jack Marcus, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. I love him. I love him. I love him. I absolutely Looks like somebody's gave him a shot on the bench and fucking he just, it's like a bull getting let out at the fucking uh, Pamplona. <laughs> Let's go. No, no, that's what he that whole Celtic squad, they just feel like they're, um, you know, horses waiting to start the Grand National. They just can't wait for that tape to get lifted and then they're just going to burst out there. Um, it's brilliant just to see it's them like, all so hungry. It's like you, it's like Mikey, Dal and Stephen back in the day when they were bachelors get out, get out in the night out, weren't it? You two were out there. <laughs> I mean, it was like... Yeah, I, I, yeah on a Friday night. Friday Straight night. Like. lounge. <laughs> Let's get out. Let's go on. This. The end of the working week. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? Did you say that? What did you say? Bulls Pamplona. What did you say there, Dan Devaney? Well, the Bulls went to come out at Pamplona. Ah, oh, Danny. I mean, you don't get that on our podcast. I mean, back class. Eh? Well travelled. <laughs> well travelled, eh? Si, se- si, senor. Si, senor. I'm going actually getting a bit emotional there anyway, Danny. Well done. So, yeah. I just, I just, yeah, I just, yeah, I love the fact that the team's all getting goals and stuff like that. And they see, I mean, I'm watching Glakimakis. I mean, he'd be well within his rights to ask for a tranny. Well within his rights. Right, uh, a what? <laughs> a transfer, Daniel, a transfer. Transfer, that. okay, sorry. I thought he was going to play with ball and goal there. I think we're all within our rights nowadays to ask for a tranny, you know what I mean? Gender, <laughs> gender neutral and all that, we can do what we like, but. 
I was reading something the day that he was being hunted by, I just don't know what to believe these days, but you know, he's hunted by a Premier League club, but apparently he's no uh, appetite at all to leave Celtic because he's really enjoying himself in Glasgow. Apparently. That's great, isn't it? Because you're the Chinese doing Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better. No, but that's what that's what I read today. So, yeah, hopefully it's true. But I, I can't see him leave. Why would he want to leave? Like he's 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 still a new player as such. You know what I mean? He's still finding his feet and he's playing brilliant. So why leave just now? I think there's just going to be a lot of that paper talk for the next couple of weeks, isn't there? So and so, of course, go here and there. Giranovic is gone. Riley's gone. You know what I mean? She's yeah, no, I thought Aranovic was like he just looks brilliant, didn't he? He just looks you get you get brilliant. the hype with him as well. He's playing with Croatia, who are one of the best teams in the world as well, you know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah, I still um, I, it still blows my mind that we got the Croatian number one right back for two and a half million. He was playing for Legia Warsaw. Like, ben, ben White Arsenal for fifty million. Yeah. He's like he's slipped through a the net somewhere, um, but and then by that same, like I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't begrudge him a move um, if if someone wanted to pay the money. But obviously, we're at a point now, halfway through August, as you were saying last week, Paul. When that when that Champions League draw comes out, that focuses the mind not just the people that want to sign for us, but of the people you know, the current players in the squad. Right, I've I've got a World Cup in four months I'm going to play Real Madrid at the Bernabeu I'm going to do you know what I mean I'm going to play yeah, yeah. whoever Porto you know it's just PSV it, it will be a tough decision <laughs> yeah it will be a tough decision for them um, so I'm you know I'm not I'm not too bold about that but I think there's going to be loads of paper speculation what you really don't want to happen is that you get into a like a, a, a deadline day kind of situation you know I can't remember when we sold Dembele was that on was that like right on transfer deadline day yeah but that's 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 somebody we're not going to talk about this week uh, he wanted to leave but that was a whole that was a clusterfuck he could have left a lot sooner as well if the the manager had had a, a suitable replacement lined up he was very lazy when it came to that Mr Rogers right yeah. Um, yeah, as you can see with this. Well, the you know yourself, the belly said that he was promised that he was allowed to leave at a certain point, and then when that point came, he wasn't allowed to leave. Yeah. And I die, you're right, it did get down to the end, they just try to go over it in my head again. And he basically then says, look, I'm not coming back, so either sell me and get money or else I'm not playing. But but it is going to be a new, it's going to be a new, like, prob, not problem, but a new challenge for that new chief executive and Poster Cogler, because obviously... You know, teams will want to come and buy our best players. And really, if we want to sell Juranovic, we should be selling him now so we can get a, a decent player in. So I just, I do, I really do hope we keep the squad, especially where we are now, midly August. And I think we should be able to, unless someone offers silly money and then, you know, it's kind of out of our hands. But if anything, I'd be surprised if any of them go because, as I say, the, relatively it's still a new team. You know what I mean? Um, obviously we gelled last year and stuff but I think as you say the carrots there for the Champions League they're going to be playing the Champions League against whatever teams and then the Champions League group stages finish at the end of November sorry end of October that's the end of the World Cup 
and then maybe then a few of them maybe they get get picked up if they've the brilliant Champions League campaign and they shine the World Cup. Then maybe let Celtic can they refuse big offers for them. You know what yeah. I mean? I and then the player will go. Yeah, there you go. And I think that winter transfer window will be a lot different this year because it will be it'll be straight after a World Cup. Teams will be, you know, t- players will emerge and you know be subject to large bids and stuff like that. So, but yeah, I don't. There's not going to be the same kind of pressing need to to leave this year. And they're all long contracts as well, so like the yeah. board will be fairly fairly settled on that. I mean, look, the fact is, we we now are some Rangers are too old with PSV, but we are now, this is the best opportunity we've got of making a mark in the Champions League because we're, we're, they're getting a week rest. The players are looking fitter. So, I mean, Potter Cockler is a good coach. You can see that with Taylor. You can see that with Riley. You, see, you can see that with Turnbull. So, this is a really good opportunity for us and the play, that set of players to really. I mean, there's KT. KT's not playing for Arsenal. Is that a... I mean, why is that, Mikey? Is that an injury or is that... Zinchenko? I, I think he's too... Yeah, I think he's too injury-prone. I mean, I just don't think you're going to get a full season out of him. In hindsight, we signed him... You know, We signed him at the best the best time. I don't think we served him particularly well. A certain, a certain previous manager who... Again, complete lack of foresight. Did not want to sign a left back as backup, and we played them every game. So I feel sorry for him in that respect. But as a cold-hearted kind of football and business decision, you can't argue against us. You know, probably selling him at his maximum value because I, I just don't think he's ever going to be fit enough to to play the the right number of games to you know to go on to a, a bigger club than Arsenal. Just my view. I mean that, but the thing is, but that the, the, I always think Celtic always do better when there's, there's that sort of camaraderie. It seems that way, yeah. you know. There's just, a lot. There's a lot of It reminds me a lot of the, the Martin O'Neill kind of journey. This, this, the team just seemed like really, you know, really well gelled, really harmonious. Um, you always felt like even like with the Rodgers teams and that and I'm not okay I'm not this isn't his fault but you know those like kind of French cliques and stuff like that you could tell here it all seems even with the Japanese players and that that it all seems really harmonious and yeah just pretty pretty positive vibes generally so and then Bernabe goes and messes it all up by drink driving yeah so so can I just like I just just to start this thing so I was going to say that I have not read or listened to anything about this because I thought we'd, I'd just listen to you guys talk about it. So is this Posse Cockler's worst signing? No. I mean, the other Japanese boy is not playing at all, really, is he? Adiguchi. Yeah, so tell, tell us, so what's happened with this Argentinian player? I don't know, to be honest with you. I just heard they get done. That's, that's, that's as much as I know. But see a road traffic offence? Does that not suggest... Is drink driving a road traffic offence? I thought like, we'd need we'd need legal uh, legal Betty and Paul, someone that was some legal uh, training here. But I thought that was like a criminal offence, drink driving, and they said he get done for a road track traffic offence. Yeah, I would I would say if you're on your motor, surely it's a road traffic offence. 
sitting in the car, getting done on the road, by the road cops, the road cops, the traffic cops. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, this pure pure speculation at the minute. Um, let's get Donald Finlay on. Uh, I don't I don't know what to say, but obviously it's not it's not the best best of starts for him. But couldn't you argue that he's he's already pushed Greg Taylor on to another level to take us back to the start of this conversation. He's there to create competition for Greg Taylor and Greg Taylor certainly reacted the, the right way. Yeah, you can't argue with that. He's... Yeah, it says, under the penalties, introduced the Road Traffic Act. All convictions for drink driving result in mandatory, mandatory disqualification from driving. Has he been disqualified? Well, I suppose this is Ireland. Ireland, you can do what you want. Yeah, man. I, 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 uh, I, when I first came to Ireland, I was living, where was I living? I was living in uh, Fisborough. I was living in Fisborough with one of the guys I'd met from Australia. And then we went to the local boozer, which was mental. Like, it was mental. I love them. It was just fun. Everybody was talking about all sorts of crazy stuff. And I was like, I was like the only Scotsman in the world, so I was getting free drink and all this, and it was brilliant. It was really good fun. Fizzbrough's just, it's just a mad sort of place, right? It was actually right beside uh, Ballymount, uh, the football team. What's the football team in Fizzbrough? Uh, uh, Daily Mount. Daily Mount. Yeah, Bowles, Bohemians. yeah. Bohemians. It was just run about there. Anyway, his dad had been a bus driver for 40 years, right? His dad was absolutely canned, right? And he, he's like, I've been driving buses for 40 years and he drove us all home. I was just like, and I just was like, I was just long for the ride. I was canned as well. But I woke up the next morning thinking, we could have really just walked it. It was only like 15 minutes, but he made this big thing about it. He's like, I've been a bus driver for 40 years. Obviously not in that accent, but so he like put it all in the car. Everybody was in the car, loads. Like he just drove home and he was all proud of himself. And I just the next day I was like I don't don't know that because like, I mean he couldn't see he was absolutely hammered. Anyway, I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. So anyway, my dad not listen to this and my wayward my wayward youth. No. So somebody made a good point that Cal McGregor had to McGregor when he was what was that six or seven years ago McGregor done the same thing stupidly got caught drunk driving um, was it his mate and popped out to the petrol station to get a bit of food to head back to the house and stop the cops and get done. Transformer snacks. Ah, but then he bought transformed him, look how good he became. So he was always good, wasn't he? Oh. Yes, yes he was, Dan. <laughs> uh, he, we, <laughs> I was listening to a guy, a Scottish football player, I don't know if I sent it on to you, I'll have to find it. And he was like, this guy's got his own YouTube channel. He's like, yeah, you don't, I mean, all this eating stuff, all this eating good, you only need to eat good maybe a couple of days a week, blah, blah, blah. And he kept talking about, like, all the stuff that you think they're supposed to do, but we don't do it, blah. We don't need to do it. I'm like, you've got a YouTube channel, mate. I mean, that's, is that not the reason why you're doing a YouTube and you're not playing for a big club because you've not listened, you know what I mean? It was just sort of listening to him. He's like, like he's like, word, word experience because he's a professional footballer. You don't need to do this training all the days. You don't have to put yourself that tough because you're going to be tired the next day. He was giving it as if he was a professional. I'm like, look, mate, if you'd actually pulled, done some stuff, you might actually be playing for a decent team. I'll have to send it on to you. 
but Transformer snacks. They're in the jet garage in Hamilton. Is it at the jet garage in Hamilton on Bovo Road? It's got Transformer snacks. There you go. I'll sleep tonight. Well, you won't sleep tonight. With your your sore shoulder, <laughs> my man. So, Mike, anything else then? Have you got? It's just uh, it's just good times, isn't it? Good times. Yeah, just the way we've started the season has been brilliant, and um, but you kind of know the, you know, this is a calm before the storm, isn't it? Because you know that when these two games a week come in, it's just going to be crazy stuff, and you'll hardly have a chance to draw breath. So, just kind of try to enjoy it at the minute. And Celtic are, are leaving you wanting more at the end of each game, which is just a great. A great feeling really for everyone I think it'd be good to see if we put hearts away next week as well if we give them a hammer or you know they've had a decent start to the season oh, I, okay they drew Hibs in that but they've been scoring quite a lot of goals they're away to Zurich aren't they tomorrow or Thursday maybe Thursday I think it is aye well, well it'll be interesting to see how they got on against them because I heard that they're the Swiss champions so yeah they could be on a high it's not oh, Michael Swiss cracks no no Cracks, that's German cracks, is it not? French. German cracks, Kaiserslautern. <laughs> so what are Swiss in? <laughs> Belgium. Do we have a Swiss thing? No. Watchmakers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. German cracks. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not, you could. Swiss cracks, FC Zurich. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I bet you the Swiss aren't, aren't describing hearts as Scottish cracks. <laughs> 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 I quite know and done. I quite know and done the United, eh? So done the <laughs> done the United, done the, like all these teams, right? Like I've got big big Bruce's text me after one one nothing. Big Bruce is a big Dundee United fan, and then he's texting me. I'm like, yeah, this is magic. Like this is really good for the coefficient. It's going to be really good for. And then it's just like 25 minutes at amateur hour. I mean, you're just like, what is going on? Like the, Did you watch it? I watched it. I watched it later on. I was, I was, yeah, I was doing something. I, wa- I, wa- I watched the full first half. I was like, well, missed the first five minutes or whatever, but I was like, this will be actually good to see how they do it. And they played actually all right the first 15, 20 minutes. They had a couple of chances, didn't they? They were only too bad. And then they just collapsed as soon as that second, the second goal went in. They just, they just couldn't put a pass together. They couldn't defend. They couldn't hold shape. Nothing. It was total amateur ever. I did feel slightly guilty that we've signed their... Aye, the keeper. The oh. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right, sorry. Their, their, their keeper was howling, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. That was terrible. <laughs> but then Jack Ross is like, we'll just move on and we'll just brush ourselves down. We've got hearts that we get. Something like that. You're like... Stop talking nonsense! Like all your fans have come over to watch this game, and you guys have absolutely had an absolute stinker. Like, oh, it's embarrassing, man! And the thing is, what they play all year to get to these positions in Europe, and the Scottish clubs just go, they just turn it in a jelly. I mean, there was no need for that, and they're not one nothing up. They played really well. He changed his formation and changed his system. Like Jack Ross, I'm like, oh. Jack Ross is Paul Hartley. He's just Paul Hartley, the next generation. You think Jack Ross is really good, or you think he's kind of decent. The same with Paul Hartley. And then suddenly you're like, nope. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that was the nope. Straight there. Yeah. Absolutely honking. That was a tough watch. 
Obviously, 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 as Celtic fans, as Celtic fans, talking before we get the Champions League. Can, yeah, I, exactly. can imagine if Celtic don't water the pitch? <laughs> it's like Celtic versus Bayern Munich, and Celtic have not watered the pitch, which doesn't mean he haw in Glasgow because it's still wet. <laughs> I just so hope, like I mean, not like it can happen, as I've seen, but it can happen in the Champions League. But I just really, we should be able to compete. Like, like, don't co- not collapse. Surely, that was that was so bad. That that was like a team that never met each other before in that second half, or sorry, in that in that first half from Dundee United. Like unacceptable. I couldn't see us collapsing like that. I just hope we get PSV up. in part one. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> in part one. Two all. Good. It's finished to all. I think so. There we go. Away goals don't count. So. Onwards and upwards, but yeah, Clean yeah. I plate. loved, I loved it last week, guys. When you used to, because I was kind of wrapping up, and then you used to spoke for twenty minutes about the Champions League pots. Loved it, love it, I love it. And then, but it's just the fear factor looking at it. You like, but I just, I enjoyed the way you were chatting away. And we'll, uh, yeah. So I think that's us for today. I think it's not a nice wee podcast. Thanks everybody for listening to us. Thanks, uh, Devani. Hendo was, uh, he was caught again sort of doing stuff. I think the wee ones at school. Today it's too busy for him. So I think he'll be back next week. Barry Bridges is just throwing stones at his Mikey Down. I mean he's gonna he's gonna be throwing stones at your Jota comments. He'll just be there in Cold Bridge. I had to go and change my windows, know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, onwards or upwards. Uh, happy days and that. I think I think uh, the Devanis and the Canes might be getting together next week. So we might actually have Stephen on the podcast live in Dublin. Wow. We'll date for the pub, that'll be some crack. Oh no, in fact, actually, this is what I was going to say to you, Mikey. Do, do you know many, Dan Devaney, do, do you know many people with uh, with uh, furniture from John Lewis? <laughs> what? Do you know what question's that? Do you know anybody that's got furniture from John Lewis, Mikey? Dull? Would, you, would you have furniture from... Is this yes, a trick I, question? I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, what do you want me to say? No. No, I don't know anyone that's good for them. Yes, yes, I do. You do? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm not putting our name out there. Well, we do know somebody now. We know somebody now. It's a very close relative of mine. <laughs> yeah, you can't hide it, Mikey. You can't hide it. You can't hide your cash, man. Yeah, a very close relative of mine. Maybe a couple of years younger than me, taller than me. Uh, it's good furniture from John Lewis, Mikey. Woof. You know you've made it then, don't you? Uh, well, apparently, yeah. Aye. Good man, Martin. <laughs> and, it, and it's no Martin. Is it? Oh, well, I knew that would narrow it down. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're, you're Agatha Christie. <laughs> the man, you're, you're sharp. <laughs> I've always been a big Habitat man myself, so, habitat. you know, I'm... Um... <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. So Habitat, we got a two hundred euro voucher for Habitat. Two hundred euros back in the day, it's a lot of money. Still a lot of money in this day and age. <laughs> but we got the two hundred euros for Habitat. What happened to Habitat, Dan Devaney, in Dublin? Closed, closed, closed down. Closed down, aye. And I'm at, I'm at the UK Habitat. I've got two hundred euros in Habitat in the UK. And Habitat in the UK is like that. See you later, mate. <laughs> yeah, it's in the small print. You get those vouchers. Hee haw. I was going to buy myself one of those funny lampshades or something like that, I mean. But, 
a close relative of mine probably got one of those as well, Mike. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's no man. Uh, also as well, well done to Marty Barbara. She won our our, our uh, bulls competition. She's flying it, absolutely flying it. So she listens, and uh, yeah, I'm delighted that loads of people are listening just now. Four, four and a half people, <laughs> me, you, Hendo, and Betty. Betty only listens to the pieces he can pull me up on. I mean, and, well done, uh, Barbara. Yeah, well done to Noah for his exam yeah, results well, as well. Well done, and well, done, and well done to that salesman and John Lewis. <laughs> uh, fantastic guys thank you so much and I'll see you that I'll speak to you later Dan about meeting up and hopefully Stephen will be on the podcast and uh, holy goalie wants to come on he's just he's trying to get himself sorted out so that should be a bit of fun and maybe, long wait for that yeah maybe Betty will come on as well eh? but thanks for listening guys hail hail thank you so much you take care Dan take care Mikey thank you so good night, much good night God bless Cheers.